Shalom and welcome to Parashah's Christmas, the weekly fix for spiritual lessons taken from the Parashah. Grab your coffee and let's take a look at the weekly Torah reading. This week we'll be looking at Parashah Vayigash, which runs from Genesis chapter 44, verse 18, to chapter 47, verse 27. Enjoy it, and don't forget to give us your feedback on Facebook, Twitter, or via our website. Will you forgive me? Koriten Boom recognized him instantly. He was one of the meanest guards at the Ravensbrück concentration camp. The war was long over, but Cory knew it was him. He had beaten her and her sister and was ultimately responsible for her sister's death. And now, here he was, as free as a bird, and asking for forgiveness. In general, I don't think that humanity views forgiveness as something positive. We talk about forgiving and forgetting, but in practice many of us are prone to holding grudges. After all, forgiveness can look weak. We feel that forgiving people means they don't get what they deserve. And of course, we want them to get just what they deserve. This week we pick up immediately where we left off last week, and we're almost at the end of the Joseph story. Benjamin has been sentenced to servitude in Egypt, but his brother Judah decides to step in. In an amazing show of selflessness, Judah offers to change places with Benjamin so that Benjamin can go free and their father won't die from the shock of losing his favorite. Who would have thought that the Judah who once sold his brother to traffickers would be the very one to trade places with another of his brothers? Something's changed in Judah and Joseph recognizes this. He realizes that his brothers really have changed and so he calls off the whole charade. Sending all his Egyptian servants out, he tells all to his brothers. Shock of the century. And that's not an overstatement. Joseph's brothers gasp as he goes through the details of his miraculous journey. They thought they were getting rid of their troublesome brother, but actually God sent him to Egypt to save not only their lives, but the lives of everyone in Egypt and everyone in the region. God's will and human choice converge in a remarkable tapestry of life. After the initial shock, the brothers are overjoyed and make their way home to tell their father, accompanied by heaps of presents from Joseph for their dad. Back in Canaan, old man Jacob is gobsmacked to hear that his son is still alive and decides to move the whole extended family of 70 people to Egypt. After all these years, Jacob is reunited with his beloved son and Pharaoh, impressed by Jacob and his retinue, gives them the land of Goshen to settle in. Joseph then proceeds to buy up the land of Egypt exclusively for Pharaoh after the Egyptians sell their land, their livestock, and then ultimately themselves to him in order to get food. And so Joseph has not only saved his family, but a whole country. A poor shepherd boy who goes through hell and back to become prime minister of Egypt. What a story. But there's something subtle that we can miss if we don't look a bit deeper at the story. After all, what happened to change Judah the slave trader to Judah the selfless? Well, way back several weeks ago in Parashat Vayeshev, we learned that Judah left his brothers and got married. He had three sons, but two of them died because they were evil. Judah didn't want his last son to die, so instead of giving him in marriage to the wife of his dead brother, he sent his daughter-in-law away and lied to her. In a remarkable and somewhat sick turn of events, she dresses up as a prostitute seduces her father-in-law and gets pregnant by him. 
As she's about to be burnt at the stake for adultery, she explains what's happened and Judah is forced to admit his guilt. Judah's not the same man he was when he sold Joseph. He's lost two sons, been shamed by the community, and returns home with his head held low. Through the wrong that comes on him, he realizes that he has done wrong and needs forgiveness. He's been humbled, and so when he stands before Joseph, he chooses to humble himself and change places with Benjamin. Forgiveness involves humility, recognizing you've done wrong and you need to ask forgiveness, and recognizing that you've been wronged and so you in turn need to be forgiven and forgive. Joseph had got to that point too. He'd been humbled after being sold and then sitting in an Egyptian dungeon. I'm sure he had much time to think about his attitude and realize that he had also been wrong and done wrong and that that had caused him to end up there. And that's exactly why forgiving people is so hard because we first have to humble ourselves and realize that we also need to be forgiven. If we want to reconcile with people, we have to admit that we too have done wrong, not necessarily against that person, but ultimately against God. When I first put my trust in Yeshua as Messiah, I did so because I realized that I had done many wrong things. Not like killing people or defrauding them, but lying, stealing, and using people. And I realized that ultimately, while I needed to apologize to them, I also needed to apologize to God, and I needed His forgiveness. Because at the end of the day, they are His people, made by Him. In that moment, I grasped for the first time how amazing it was that God sent the Messiah Yeshua to die for me and take the punishment that I deserved for the wrong I'd done against him. While I was his enemy, he died for me. Now that is truly unconditional love. Corrie looked at the man's outstretched hand. She felt numb. She had just spent half an hour talking to the audience about forgiveness. And yet now she felt completely unable to forgive. And who would blame her? After all, this man had been a monster. But then Corrie remembered what Messiah had done for her. That Messiah had died for her while she was his enemy. And she knew she had to forgive. Reluctantly, she stretched out her hand and said to the man, I forgive you. In that moment, she suddenly felt a rush of energy in her body and felt God's love for that man. It had been impossible, but God had enabled her to forgive. What about you? Are there people in your life who you need to forgive? Have you already experienced what it's like to be forgiven? Not just by other people, but by God. If you haven't, I encourage you to take stock of your life and come to God and ask Him to forgive you. Because of the Messiah Yeshua, He will. But are you willing to accept it? That's it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed our Parasha Espresso. Please don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or via our website at youdenfearjesus.de.